welcome to Ravel Radio, where we're all about making it easier and more fun to build a business. Join your host, Kara Steinman, for candid conversations with fellow women entrepreneurs and experts about mindset, business strategy, networking, marketing, and more. Welcome back to another episode of Ravel Radio. I'm your host, Kara Steinman, and I have my friend Wanda Allen with me today. Hi, Wanda. Hi, Kara. Good to be here. Glad you could make it. Uh, we're going to talk today about something that affects all service entrepreneurs, sales, and specifically one part of sales that Wanda has isolated and found solutions to help with. That's the follow-up part. So Wanda, would you just share a little bit about yourself and maybe tell everybody what you do? Yeah. So I'm a speaker and a coach, and I also do some corporate work. And everything I do is centered around helping everyone I can improve their follow-up skills. Because when you learn how to master this skill, business is so much easier to get and you don't have to work as hard. Like what if that, is that the magic, like the magic ingredient that we're all missing? It, it is because research tells us that only 2% of sales are made on the first contact. That means 98% That's of nothing. the time. Yeah. 98% of the time. I mean, you think about that. How many times have you met a prospect and they said, yes, on the spot, I'll do it. That happens next to never. And so what that means is 98% of the time you have to follow up. And it, it just pains me because people work so hard on lead generation, whether they're networking or cold calling or door knocking, however they're getting their leads. That's where the lion's share of the effort goes. But so little effort goes into the follow-up. And that lead generation doesn't bring you business. It's very important work. It plants a seed, but follow-up is what brings the business in. So that is the missing piece. And there's a, in general, people really struggle with follow-up for a variety of reasons. And so, you know, if you can get on top of it, like I say, you're going to get a lot more business. I love this perspective because I, you know, I talked to a lot of women entrepreneurs and I was a service entrepreneur for a long time too. And I was terrible at following up um, for, you know, I could pinpoint a few different reasons, but I'm kind of curious what you, what in your experience, what have you seen as the primary reasons why it's so hard for us to follow up? The number one reason issue barrier is mindset. The mindset isn't right. And the biggest problem with mindset is fears. There's so many fears associated with following up. Fear of being uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable work for a lot of people. Fear of being pushy. I hear that one all the time. If I keep following up, I feel like I'm being pushy. Fear of not knowing what to say. Fear of rejection. Fear of appearing desperate for business. If I keep following up, they're going to think I'm desperate. You know, I mean, these are just some of the common fears that um, really... Um, it, impair people in getting, taking the action they need to take because the fear is on top of them rather than getting on the fear. And I am not suggesting that you don't have the fear. To not have fear would not be human. What I'm suggesting is please don't let it be on top of you. You know, you want to be in control of that fear so you can put it down to its size that will enable you to take the necessary action that's going to get you the business you want. And that's what gets you to your dreams and your vision and your goal. It's all about sales. That's that's a hard thing for me to imagine, just being in control of the fear. Because it's it's one thing to say, like, let's be in control of the fear. But I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm going to follow up with somebody who wants to buy something from you. And I really don't want to seem pushy. I don't want to feel pushy. I 
Yeah. I've always loved inbound for that reason, because, you know, you just put a bunch of content out there and make it, make it available for people to opt in and then nurture, nurture, nurture in a very like passive way. But sometimes that doesn't work, especially now that things are so, so busy and, and, um, cluttered online. Yeah. So I'll get, so the, the, how you get on top of the fear is by shifting the mindset. So the fear of, I feel like I'm being pushy or I don't want to come across as being pushy. Well, if your job is to bring in sales, then your job is to follow up. And so what you're really doing is you're pursuing that prospect and you're showing an interest in them. I know everyone listening today knows they will make a difference in that prospect's business or life with the product or service they sell. And to not follow up is not only doing a disservice to the salesperson, but it's doing a huge disservice to the prospect because you're not giving them the opportunity to do business with you. So when you have to follow up, come from a place of service rather than making the sale. When you come from the place of service, it is about the prospect. When you come from the place of making the sale, it's about you. And that's where it can get heavy and uncomfortable. So just really shifting the mindset. I'm not being pushy. I'm doing my job. I'm showing interest. I want to give them the opportunity to experience my product or service so I can make a difference in their life or business. Sounds like a reframing is in order. So maybe instead of thinking about it as what you're saying is instead of thinking about it as chasing someone down to make the sale think about them as a person who has a problem and you are connected with them because they have a problem you probably can solve. And if you're doing, if you're involved in a business or you run a business where you have integrity and you know that you have a high quality solution that solves a problem for someone, you're just making that connection to see if your solution, make sure your solution is the right one for their problem. And it's really kind of seems like a disservice if you don't follow up because then that potential relationships just kind of hanging out in the ether somewhere. And if your solution doesn't turn out to be the right solution, like if you don't have enough information or you haven't had the rest of the conversation to find out, then there's the right solution is hanging out somewhere that they're not getting. No, no. And um, you also, what happens is when you talk to that prospect once, maybe twice, research tells us 90% of people quit after two follow-ups. And I think that's a very accurate statistic. So what you're doing is you're prepping that prospect with what you do and all the information. And then if you don't follow up, you have prepped them for another, for somebody else who does what you do. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't like that. No, you're doing your competition's work. So another way to look at it, this can help with the reframing is if, if you are talking to a prospect. Let's say that, let me reword that. Let's say a prospect is talking to to two people that that do the same thing. One person follows up twice and never, the prospect never hears from them again. The other one is consistently following up as many times as necessary. And when you're following up, your, your goal is to get to a yes or a no. Obviously you want the yes, but you want closure. It's a yes or a no. So if one only follows up twice and the other one's consistently following up with, who's the prospect more impressed with? Who's the prospect going to trust more? Who, which salesperson is making a better impression? So there's this misconception that following up can be unprofessional because it's pushy when it's the complete opposite. 
following up is actually professional and you're going to make a far greater uh, impression, which increases your likelihood significantly of getting the business. And that's how you develop trust with the prospect. Because for the most part, you typically don't know your prospects. They're generally new connections for the most part. So in any relationship, for any relationship to work, you have to have trust. Mm -hmm. And you start building that trust by following up when you should and or when you said you would. That's the one that wins. Yeah. And you know what? where we all get this idea that we don't want to be pushy is because we've had somebody be pushy, right? Or aggressive. So how do, what do you think are some best practices if, if we say, okay, we're going to change our mindset. We're going to reframe the way we think about following up so that we can get our heads wrapped around doing this thing because we have to just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some best practices for following up? How often, um, you know, I like in my head, I'm still like, how, how, how soon is too soon? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I teach a whole system for that, uh, which I don't have time to go into here. However, I can give you some good pieces of information. So obvious, then first and foremost thing is you have to ask the right questions. So you, so meaning you have to ask the next step question. Don't be afraid to do that because when you do that, you know exactly what you need to do and when you need to do it. So if, a, you know, just think of about it as con- conversing, having really productive conversation, because what so happens so often, the salesperson meets with the prospect, gives them the information, the prospect says, okay, well, thanks for the information. The salesperson says, okay, well, thank you for your time. And they leave and the salesperson scratching their head. Well, now what? You know, I don't know what to do. Well, it's because there's been no next step questions. You know, if they're not making their decision that day, would it be okay if I followed up? When would be a good time? So that you know, you know, we're we're under a huge project right now. I'm going to need probably a month. Why don't you follow up with me in a month? Great. You know exactly when to follow up then. So that is first and foremost. You must ask the next step questions. Don't be afraid. It makes you're leaving a great impression. It shows that you have initiative. It shows that you're interested. We like that. We like somebody who's doing their job, don't we? Who wants to help us. Who wants to help us. Yes. And so you don't ever, here's another thing that will support um, the action of getting this work done is always remember it is never, ever the prospect's job to follow up with you ever. It is always your job. Even if a prospect says, oh, I'll let you know. Oftentimes they don't. More times than not, they don't. You can't rely on them. Okay. You just can't. And so you always want to have that initiative, uh, take that initiative. You always want that ball in your court so that you are in control and you're the one driving the, the sales process with their input and their permission and their timing. But you're the one that are take that's taking the necessary steps to get to a yes or a no. I can see how this would be really challenging, even knowing that if your mindset wasn't in the right place with it, because you're going to like your subconscious is going to protect you from anything uncomfortable, just by you're going to forget to put it in your CRM. You're going to maybe not even use a CRM and you're just going to, it's just going to not happen because it's uncomfortable. And we don't, most of us, unless we're really conscientious and disciplined, don't really do things that make us uncomfortable if we can avoid it. 
Yes. And this is the thing is that follow-up is a habit. That's all it is. Using your CRM is a habit. So you have to be willing to be uncomfortable. Only It's only temporary. Being disciplined is only temporary because people will say, I'm just not a disciplined person. Well, you don't have to be disciplined when something's a habit. You just have to be disciplined long enough for it to become a habit. But what happens with so many people is when they are trying to form a new habit, regardless of what it is, working out three days a week or following up, it doesn't matter. The minute they hit discomfort, they say, I'm out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going back to where I'm comfortable, regardless of how chaotic or dysfunctional it is. That's how crazy we are, right? Yeah. But so it's, it's just recognizing it. The pain isn't in forming the new habit. You know where the pain is? It's in the resistance. That's where it is. So just be aware. This, these are just resisting thoughts that are trying to lure me back to my comfort zone. But I can't grow, do better, be better, get bigger if I'm in my comfort zone. So it's self-talk as well. I'm thinking about habits right now as you're talking about this and how like if you can get to the point where it's a habit, like every morning I get up and I boil water for my tea. And occasionally on the weekend when we sleep later or something's like we something's out of order, we'll forget to boil the tea. And my husband, I'll be standing there in kitchen, kitchen like something's not quite right. Oh, we forgot to put the tea on. So like eventually you could even get to the point where you're uncomfortable because you haven't done your follow up because it's you're it's satisfying when you have a habit and you get to do that thing. Absolutely. I guarantee you when you develop this habit, you will never not go a day without doing it because it will be so uncomfortable. Uh, It will become a part of who you are and how you do business. And it'd be like I relate it to not checking your email or voicemail or text messages. It would be very uncomfortable because that's just a habit, regardless of how busy you are, regardless of what else is going on. And you can get follow up to that point when you really take in, okay, this is the only way I'm going to increase my sales is, you know, to really get to where I want to be is to follow up. So this is a must have habit. Be, um, you know, be kind to yourself when you're, nobody's perfect forming habits. If we were all perfect out the gate, we would all be amazing. (laughs) But you know, it just, it's, it's takes practice and time and patience and understanding, but also you got to stick to it, stick with it and be committed to it. You know, even Mm -hmm. if you slip, you get back on the horse. Mm -hmm. Do you think as women, we have a harder time with the follow-up? Yes, I do. It seems like we would. Yeah. Men struggle just equally as equally as women, but for men are not as fearful. We are, you know, women in general, we don't want to be that pushy person. We want to be nice. You know, we want to give them their space in their room. That That's just kind of how we're inherently wired. But, um, and that deepens the fears, but yeah, I think it is harder because we have more of a tendency to want to be liked, you know, and we have this in our mind that, well, they're not going to like me if I come across this way, when really all you're doing is coming across professionally. That's all you're doing. So what I say is be respectful and be professional and you will never be pushy. They don't fit together. So make professional and respectful your mantra. Sounds like you're saying we really should be using a CRM too. Like if we're not using a CRM, that's a problem? 
Oh, huge problem. Huge. Uh, it is, if you're not using a CRM, the follow-up process is so much more difficult. You're, you're just, you're slipping and sliding all over the place. And when you're using the CRM, that's like the mothership of everything, you know, and that's what keeps you on top of everything that needs to get done. It is, I'm telling you, a CRM is a life changer. And that just sounds so dramatic, but I really mean it. It will change your life because you will close more sales. You will have stronger relationships and business is about relationships. Things will not slip through the cracks and your stress level is going to lower. When all of that happens, your life changes. That is how much power a CRM has. It is so important. Uh, because if you're not using a CRM, you're using what I call just all these other nonsense, non-CRM ways, pen and paper, sticky notes, your memory bank, your phone, your email. I mean, and, and, and what I know is most people use not just one of those, several of them. And it's just <laughs> open the door wide for chaos and inefficiencies. And that's where's, that's what wears people out. People are tired today. You know, they're yeah. just so busy and going a hundred miles in a hundred different directions. And that's why bringing order and organization to this part of business is just so crucial. You're a systems gal. So this is kind of your jam. You're, you're, I can see how if we didn't have a CRM, it would be really nice to want to put a system together, but it wouldn't be rep like repeatable. We wouldn't be able to stick to it or no. make it work for us. How did you, where did you come from in your background that brought you to the place today where you're so passionate about this and, and just so knowledgeable about why it doesn't work and how to fix it? Yeah. So I had a very successful 25 year corporate career. And I was a business banker and I spent the lion's share before I got into sales I, in, in the, at the bank. I spent the lion's share of my career managing SBA departments, stands for small business administration and their loans. And I managed departments that did a hundred million plus in annual loan volume. And SBA loans are loaded with rules and regulations. And I was in charge of massive departments and I developed a skill for creating systems. That was the only way I could stay on top of it, everything. And so when I went into sales and I studied the sales process and I realized how critical follow-up is, I'm like, how do you stay on top of it? Well, I fell back on my skill of creating systems. And so I developed it. I mean, I developed these systems that I teach probably 15, 16 years ago. So when I left the bank, the bank I was working for was acquired. I was a senior vice president. We were not the lead bank. And you know how that story ends. <laughs> and a friend of mine said, you should go and speak and coach on how you follow up. And I thought that was crazy because one, I knew nothing about speaking and coaching. But bigger than that was, I didn't know I was doing anything that out of the ordinary. And so I thought, what the heck? What do I have to lose? So I went out on a wing and a prayer and I started speaking and I learned very quickly, okay, people really struggle here. And so I thought, you know, there's something, there's something here. That was 12 years ago. And here I sit today. That's how you know when you're in, in a spot where you're doing something that is your subconscious, no, is it unconscious competence where you're doing yes. something that is so natural to you that you don't even know you're doing it and you forget, like you don't even realize that everybody else struggles with it. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll have people say, oh my gosh, Wanda, that's exactly how I feel. Or have you been following me? Or have you been talking to my boss <laughs> or my husband? No, I 
I've been on the other side because I struggle. I didn't come out the gate into sales and just start soaring. I struggled. And then I said, this isn't working. This It can't be this way. So what am I going to do? And that's when I started studying and realized how follow-up is. So I know what it's like on the other side. And that feeds my passion uh, for helping people because it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't work and it's going to wear you out. So what do you do? Uh, how do you help people in your in your coaching programs and you have a, do you have a formula or kind of a framework? Yeah. So I teach, I have a group coaching program and I have, it it consists of eight group calls and and they're the eight, what I call the eight common pitfalls. And so, you know, I teach systems for how to get out of those pitfalls. And, um, you know, for example, a call is how to follow up when you're being ignored. That's where a lot of people stumble. How do you consistently stay in touch? What do you say? I have a whole call on scripting. I devote an entire call on CRM because that is so crucial. You know, so that's sampling of some of the calls. A network, business card buildup. I've declared that an epidemic in the business world. Because Business it card buildup? So, yeah. You know, uh, other people's business cards sitting on your desk <laughs> absolutely nothing with. Uh, so, you know, I, I teach how to clear that and, and be purposeful when you're networking for follow-up per, you know, so for effective follow-up. Um, and yeah, that's, so those are the, the eight calls are the eight problem areas where most people struggle. So that's how my, I call that my, um, entry level, my first level program. Um, but we really get to the heart of the matter (laughs) and the issues. How often do you find that on the other end of this, someone's business has bloomed? Oh, like yeah. You see sales skyrocket after going through your system? Yes, yes, definitely. My most recent one, which was probably about six months ago, after finishing my program, she got 22 new clients in the first in the first month after my program. Holy 22. cow. Now that may sound, cause I had, I was being interviewed recently and somebody said, oh my gosh, but how could you handle that much more business? She was working so much smarter. She wasn't mm. working as hard. She had the room for it because she had, she had systems in place and she was successful before she came into my program, but she was scattered. Things were slipping through the cracks. She was losing business. She was stressed out and you can be successful, but in that way, that's where it's so exhausting. And so that's, but yeah, I've had many, I've had people be in the midst of my program, like, oh my gosh, my favorite music to my ears is, oh my gosh, Wanda, it really works. I know it really, (laughs) you're like, I know that's why we're here. (laughs) Oh, that's, I I totally can see how that would be. I I was, I'm a person who's sort of like fly by the seat of my pants and I've, I've never really gotten in the habit of using a CRM until last year. And, um, it's and it's like I use it for my task management and it's a CRM as part of it, but it has taken so much clutter out of my head that I feel like I feel like I can get twice as much done yep. just because it's not floating around in my head, kind of like nagging at me. Yeah, yeah, and and that's going to lower your stress. Our brains were not designed to be a CRM, and when you're mm-hmm. carrying all that around, and I guarantee you, you're going to forget about things. And then you're, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot to do that. Or you'll wake up at three in the morning and, you know, and um, that is stressful. It is so, so you're, you're dumped, you've dumped what you've been carrying around with you mentally into your CRM. 
How good for your nervous system is that? Yeah, seriously. And and your health, just general health, it's not good. And so something as simple as a CRM that, you know, the CRM is the foundation. That's the foundation of your business, of your business, because that's what houses everything that needs to get done. That's what houses your relationships, your prospects, your referral sources. That's it right there. Do you have any favorites? I have, you know, so people always want to know what I use and it's a funny name. It's called less annoying. Really? <laughs> yes. And to be totally transparent, I'm an affiliate with them. I can pass on to you my affiliate link. If you use it, you get 60 free days. Yeah. I don't care if you use less annoying or not. What I care about is that you get a CRM that you like, because if you like it, you're going to use it. So pipe drive is another good one. HubSpot. Zoho, Insightly. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of CRMs out there, but those are a few, you know, that, that I recommend. Yeah. I like less annoying. That's really funny. Now I want to go to their website and just see like what their shtick is. (laughs) It's great. That name catches. uh, Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a, um, I can just see these people sitting around, like trying to put their CRM together. Like we need to, we need to create something that's less annoying. Well, it's so funny if I call them and I'll just do it it, 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 as a joke and say, oh my God, that was so annoying. (laughs) Just as a joke, you know, because that is what they don't want to be. But no, it's a great, it's a really great program. Oh, that's Um, funny. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Well, if, if anybody listening to this wants to learn more about you or connect with you, I know you have a one hour ticket, complimentary complimentary ticket to a one hour virtual workshop that you do. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So they can um, go to my website, followupsalesstrategies.com. And it's a complimentary, as you said, one hour workshop. And I talk about um, how to easily, I'm going to show you how to easily use a CRM for follow-up purposes. I don't care what CRM it is. I really get into time management because the number one reason why people say they can't get their follow-up work done is because they don't have the time. Hmm. And I have to debunk that because it's not about the time and you have to carve a lane for the work that's going to bring you more sales. So I really dive into time management and then I teach a system like, you know, cause people say, Oh, is this, you know, what is she talking about? These systems. And so I, t- I'm going to, I teach a system. It's called the daily follow-up action plan, you know, just to get a flavor for what one looks like. Yeah. I love that. I love that you've mentioned time too, because we all feel so much so often like we are in a dev time deficit and we just don't have enough of it. But the truth is we make time for things that are important, right? And we have to prioritize the things that are most, that will give us the most ROI in our business. And maybe posting that post or writing that blog that day isn't as important as following up with the three people who could actually pump money into your business. Exactly. And that's, you know, this whole time thing, I don't have enough time. Usually what happens, like you said, the time's there, but the time has been wasted on low priority, busy work. Why? Because that's comfortable work, but it's not the work that moves. As you just said, it doesn't move the needle forward in your business. The the typically uncomfortable work does, but that's got to get done first before anything else gets done. Uh, because otherwise you're just, you're going to be short on time. So you waste the day on busy, comfortable work and then it's five o'clock. Well, I didn't have time to do my follow-up work that no, that's really wasn't the case. You wasted, you you had, it just never ceases to amaze me 
how much of this whole business thing is mind is actually mindset. <laughs> like yeah. it is. And that's why I always start there first. Cause I could teach you the best systems on the planet, but if your mindset isn't right, isn't set, it's gonna be a slippery slope. So and that's that's flexible. We can change that, right? Oh yes, absolutely. And the more you do it, it's like anything. The more you follow up, the more comfortable it's going to get, the thicker your skin is going to get. View it as a muscle, okay? Right, the better better you get at it, right? Exactly. It exactly. And that's because it's a habit. I love that. Well, let's let's all get better at this follow-up thing. Let's commit to it today. And if anybody wants to check out that complimentary ticket to the workshop, sounds like a good value. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. Um, and did you say you're on LinkedIn? Do you want people to connect with you on LinkedIn? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So we'll put your LinkedIn, uh, in there in addition also with your website and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge with us today. Thank you. It was great. I love the conversation. We'll talk soon. And there you have it. Another inspiring conversation with another amazing woman entrepreneur. Before you go, a heartfelt thank you for being part of the Ravel family. Your support means the world. And if you like what you heard, please consider giving your fellow entrepreneur a virtual hug by sharing this episode on social or with a friend. See you next time.